And we're back like we never left. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Just Noise Sports Show. Check it every Friday night. That's 8 p.m. Anchor, FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Slide on over to the YouTube channel. Smash that subscribe button. Share all that good stuff. Got Doc and Breezy the Don, DJ King, Dre, Juice Man, the Boogie with the Highlights, TV, the Poe Man on assignment, and we breaking it on down. How's it been going, fellas? What's up with it? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. FSU, baby. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about that the other day when I was sitting there watching that game. LSU just really gave that thing away, didn't it? They just kept giving it away. It's like I just listen, I'm not a LSU hater, but just knowing that Greasy, I got one up on Greasy right now. He can't even say nothing this this year. My Seminoles beat his Tigers head up. Hey, I'm good with that. How, how you feel about that? How how you feel about the coaching hire, Greasy? Are you mad? You don't want to talk, Greasy? Stands <laughs> on the dogs <laughs> behind Damn, at least once. At least once. <laughs> I Damn. couldn't get it out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You don't want to talk about him. Huh? You don't want to talk about it. He had to pause for a minute. But like I said, we back like we never left, and. Uh, it's like everybody went three and zero last week on the prediction, except for Greasy. Greasy jumped out there and he picked Cincinnati, but it's a lot of football left to be played, so that leaves the season standings in college football. Juice Man three and zero, King Dre three and zero, Doc three and zero, Greasy two and one. But the show is just beginning. We got some NFL highlights and NFL packages and NFL games. We're gonna be picking up. So at the end of the season, we're gonna see who left standing in this thing. But we're gonna jump right on into it. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for everybody. Ask away. There's one thing uh, my grandfather taught me. Uh, just listening to him on one of his fishing stories. You can be around XYZ and you can want to do XYZ. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how bad do you really love it? Like we all know good football players and good athletes in our time that maybe just had natural athletic ability and maybe they didn't love the game and they never, it never flourished. It never prospered into what could have been a professional career. But then you have some players like uh, Andre Miller, average athlete. I think he was highly recruited, but he loved the game and he worked at it. And he got a 20 year NBA career out of it. Pretty decent player. So my question ponders, how bad does the University of Texas really want to win football games? They have the resources. They got the big dog coming into town. And the coaches, staff, Sparkeeson is playing it down like it's just another game. No, idiot. It's not just another game. It's the problem I have with the University of Texas. And Texas A&M kind of sort of, but Texas A&M is Texas A&M. Got one last championship since the – Earl Campbell days. You have all the resources here in Austin, Texas. You're a billion dollar university. Why are you not consistently top five program? There's no excuse for the University of Texas not to be a top five program in the nation year in and year out. You take a school like TCU, if they had the resources of a Austin, Texas, back when they had Gary Patterson and coach, I could see them really wanting to win football games, and that could have been the start of a dynasty. University of Texas is just kind of like we're Texas, and we're arrogant, and we don't really care if we win football games. I think this is the reckoning. I think this is the comeuppance, and we're going to see how good Texas really is. But that was just a talking point to see. I don't understand why they're not winning as much as they should. Well, I'm going to say this. I really believe that they're they're getting out-recruited. For whatever reason it may be, I'm not sure why we're getting out recruited because I feel like the majority of the best players they come from Texas, man. I know Greasy would definitely disagree. He would definitely disagree. I think Texas is king when it comes to football. Uh, we take our football serious in Texas. Not that everybody else don't, but I just think it's, it's we're bigger, we're better. It's bigger and better in Texas. And I, right now, I think we're losing a recruiting uh, battle, and that's just what it is. But I don't know. I know this. We got a big game coming up. And it's definitely going down. And I know a lot of y'all didn't know this. But Texas holds 
the all-time series against Alabama. Seven wins, one loss, one tie. And when was the last time these two schools met? I don't give a dang. <laughs> the last time that uh, uh, Alabama won was what? I think 2010. It don't matter. We hold the all-time series lead, period. Well, that's going to change very soon. As soon as you step foot in that SEC, that's going to go from 7-1. and one. By the time you wink your eyes or blink them, it's going to be 20-7. to seven. Hey, guess what? Hey, that's why you play the game, boss. That's all I can tell you. That's why, you, that's why we play the game. You don't never know who's going to win. I mean, I, I remember the Aggies went down there and won. Nobody picked the them to win, but they won. And them was a better football team than uh, UT. Boy, I'm a – John, Doc. What the hell? We kicking this fool out the studio. What in the world did he just say? You, know, I know he don't believe that. Repeat that. Football team in the state of Texas. Well, you're crazy. It's Texas A&M. You're crazy. Okay. Right now, if I'm so crazy, okay, yeah, yeah. Who's ranked and who's not ranked? Right now, overall head to head, no. Texas, Texas better than uh, A&M. At but, this how, how do we, mo- but how at do this- we know that though? They hadn't played each other. How do we know? Hey, that? Man, hold on, come on. I, I, my bad. How do we know that? Whole, I didn't change the whole narrative. How do we know that? About. Man, we're not playing Texas A&M on Saturday. We playing Alabama. This our keys to success. This our Texas gonna win. Robinson, he got to keep the chains moving. He got to get about a hundred yards plus. Two tugs, and we'll win with Robinson doing that. And don't don't forget this: we got a backup, Mr. Johnson, 6'2", 223. Mm. He gonna come with it too. He just as good. He just as good. Now, mm. the the on the flip side of that, what I what I do uh, worry about is can our offensive line handle their defensive line? So how's that? How's our quarterback gonna play? With the pressure that Alabama's gonna bring, you know they got the size, they got the speed, so we know they're coming with it. But I got it all figured out. All we need him to do is get two touchdowns. Okay. Oh wait, I take it back. Get get two, maybe three touchdowns. But if he can pass the ball for three hundred yards with no interceptions, so you do the math. We got a hundred plus yards rushing on the ground. We got three hundred yards in the L. We got two touchdowns by the running back, two touchdowns by the quarterback. We're going to win the game. Texas has wide receivers left and right hmm. that can that can that can that can go at any moment. So that's how we're gonna win this game. So what's your what's your prediction? What's yeah, your prediction? It is. I, I'm gonna save it till y'all finish talking. I'm gonna let everybody say what they're gonna say, and I'm gonna give y'all my scope. Go greasy. I know what you got. Go ahead. Well, going back, uh, <clears throat> uh I'm not gonna just say Texas is the only state uh where you get quality uh recruit to blue tipples from you know um, I so i'm gonna show some love to florida yes. and i'm definitely gonna show some love to cali yes uh on that behalf and if you're looking for a quarterback Georgia. uh as when we were growing up uh i'm gonna go uh, with pennsylvania but yeah. on a lighter note uh texas doesn't have that that uh that appeal anymore um i think we're in a different time um this new generation is all they really not into uh competing uh everybody wants to be guaranteed something so they choose the alabamas the georgias the ohio states uh texas has been irrelevant since 05 yeah for the most part uh that's a long time that's a long time to be out of the uh limelight uh, yes, they have all the resources, A, B, and C, but when it comes down to the most money, they still not even top two. They're uh, not. That's A&M and LSU. Uh, furthermore, I get what you're saying about what Texas needs to do, but I want to pose a question to everyone. When was the last time somebody put 100 yards on the ground on Alabama? Uh Secondly, when when was the last time a quarterback lit them up for 300-plus yards? You have to ask yourself these questions. And with that being said, um, there's no way I'm, um, I can roll with uh, UT. 
the Crimson Tide is basically a machine. Uh, they can plug in any blue chipper or recruit in and get a result. And uh, I'm not saying Alabama is going to walk walk the dog on UT, uh, but I do like them in a 31 to 10 game. Well, damn. That sounds like that's walking the damn dog. It is. It's walking the park. I would say my, my definition of walking the dog would have been uh, 31-0 or 31-3. I'm, I'm going to give them a touchdown. It's, you know, even though it's only the second game, uh, it's going to start off slow, and then you'll just see Alabama pick up um, because they are that good. Uh, is Texas on their level? No. Is Texas ready for the SEC? We're going to find out sooner than later. All right, Juice, what you got? Okay, <clears throat> so to put it all in perspective, in 20... Had a, you know, they started in four and one, right? But it was quickly derailed by three straight losses to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, <laughs> Baylor. And what makes it even worse is that they held they held a double digit double digit lead in the third quarter, and they let the games get away. And they finished five and seven. And the worst loss of all was to a two win Kansas team. But the good news mm, is that. Mm, mm. Is that you know Sarkeesian? He he brought in a five-star QB and Quinn Ewers, and they've got a top-five recruiting class on the offensive line and a defensive line, so that's good. But I really think the biggest issue with Texas is their defense. They gave up 31, 31 points and two hundred two rushing yards per game with zero pass rush. <clears throat> There's nobody on their defensive line that could that could rush the passer. So that's really the I think that's the main reason why they couldn't hold on to leads because they couldn't they couldn't stop a nosebleed. Well, so so in order to so to fix that they brought in uh, TCU former TCU head coach uh, Gary Patterson to fix it. Um, so I think things aren't going to change until they they fix that defense. They've got all they've got the pieces on offense. I think I think they need to find ways to get B. John Robinson on, you know, out in space where linebackers have to cover him. Um as good as good as, as Will Anderson is, I think he can get exposed being having to cover. What? Yes. I I I've seen it. Oh hell. No. There, there 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 there's holes in that Bama defense. No. But they but they have to Texas is gonna to have to find ways to exploit it. If they don't, then it's going it's it's gonna be a long day. No, 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 no. I don't see it happening. I appreciate all the talking points. Look, Nick Saban is returning eight starters on his defense. There may be holes in the defense. Hello, but Texas is not going to be able to expose them. Now, the key man is Will Anderson, one of my Heisman. Sleepers, I guess. I think he's the best playing college football. And Bijan Robinson. It's going to be fun to see those two knock heads and, you know, chest match and see how they're going to, Texas is going to use him and how they're going to, you know, get try to get away from Will Anderson. But at the end of the day, I think Texas will fight. They'll show that, you know, they're a little bit better. I don't think they have the hogs and the dogs up front to compete for four quarters, even in the Austin humidity and the Texas heat. Looks like it may be low 90s. Definitely not 110 degrees or anything like that where they have to fight through all that. But they don't have horses. I don't think they want to win. I don't think they have the right coach in place to pull this one off. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and put my score out there. I'm going to go – I'm looking at that 31, Will Anderson. I like that number, Greasy. I'm going to go University of Alabama 31. I'm going to go Texas 19. I think Texas will keep it close. Third quarter, Alabama starts to pull, pull away. Too much depth, too much tide, too much saving, too much Will Anderson, roll tide. Hey, Doc, I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me uh, let me be uh, devil's advocate real quick. Let me ask you this question. So how, how did how did Georgia beat Bama in the national championship? Alabama lost their two starting wide receivers, and Alabama was not able to go up-tempo as they were able to go in the SEC championship, and that allowed Jordan Davis and the rest of the defensive line to continue to get, you know, pressure and rest. 
And not only that, Juice, you, you have to think about it. You, you, you posed the question, how did Georgia beat them? Georgia had the horses. They had the dogs. There you go. Uh, so when you look at it, yeah, Alabama got them at one time. But we knew that this team can uh, stand on that same playing field with Alabama and get that done. We knew that. Well, if you take a look at the SEC championship and the national championship game, it was the fact that in the SEC championship game, Alabama went hurry up and Georgia had not seen that. And as you, you can remember, Jordan Davis, the anchor of the defense, was sucking wind six, seven minutes into the first quarter. And I don't think I saw him again until the third quarter. And by that time, Alabama was marching up and down the field. Now what happened in that championship game, like I said, the two outside threats got hurt. Alabama had to slow it down. Georgia was able to rotate. And Georgia basically gave them a slow bleed like they did everybody else. I think that's how they pulled that off. And so, what's the name so of you, that kid so you, that's returning for Alabama? What's the quarterback? What's his name? Right. Right. So, exactly. So, 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 so you have no faith in in Texas's weapons like Bijan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, um, any of those weapons on off. You, you have no faith in them being able to keep up. Oh, very scoring. Oh, very good. There are a lot of quality backs in the SEC. And and I, I, I pose the question. When was the last time you just seen a running back chew Alabama up? That'd be Ezekiel Elliott, 2015. That was many moons ago. Last, last quarterback to throw him in probably was Deshaun Watt. <laughs> yep, agreed. So it's four and few. I like the weapons Texas has. I like what they're doing. I think they're on the way to making some noise. Right. Not this Saturday, not this year. And plus, I'm not sold, uh, sold on uh, Sarkeesian as the head coach. That's my score, though. Um, 31-19. What you got, Juice, for the score? I got, uh, I got Bama, uh, I want to say maybe 37. I'm going to give Texas 20. 3720 is my score. What about it, Greasy? Oh, you you know y'all know me. I already called it. Um 31-10. All right, King Gray. All right, here we go. Four is gonna be 38 to 21. Damn it, Bama gets the win. Ah. Bama gets the win. I feel you like <laughs> I mean, I, because the thing is, I have to keep it real, man. I have to push my, I have to push my fandom to the side. I'm a fan, but I just, I don't think we're ready yet. I still don't think we're ready. And as Juice stated, the one thing, the one thing that's definitely been missing from Texas for a long time is defense. That's it. So, yeah. That's it. All levels, all sports. Nine times out of ten, even if you go to baseball, you got two, three good pitchers and a good bullpen. You're probably going to shut some. Good hitting down in the playoffs and in all sports defense wins championships but rolling right along got a traditional basketball school and a traditional football school and they're gonna knock helmets we got the florida gators turking on the university of kentucky wildcats i remember several players from the university of kentucky last season as we take a look at them they beat florida last year but Cavassier Smoke and Chris Rodriguez and those guys there, we did a little show on them last year, Georgia, and they got a taste of reality. Florida's fresh off a win over Utah. That was a very, very, very good game. Great game. It's being 6 o'clock. Florida defense look fast. They look very, very fast. Doc? I'm struggling with their quarterback position. I'm struggling with Florida's quarterback position. They got the defense. They got the running game. Kentucky's Kentucky. They – they, they can sneak you if you're not paying attention to them. I'm not so sold on this game, though. I'm going to go Gators in this one. Hey, Doc, I'm nervous about this one myself, but I'm going to tell you why. Because the quarterback, the quarterback was okay. He was average. Anthony Richardson. He threw for 168 yards. 168 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. But then he turned around and rushed for 100, 100 more. 106 yards rushing. 
So what is that telling me? They running game is obsolete because your quarterback is the leading rusher and the leading passer. That's not gonna get it done, man. It's best trouble. That will not. They will not consistently get it done. Not in the SEC. It won't. Not being the University of Florida because you're gonna take everybody's best blow. That's true. And and I really have a strong feeling about this game. And I kind of want to go Kentucky right now. I kind of want to roll the dice and say Kentucky, but I won't. I'll say uh, Florida 21-14. Okay, Florida 21. So we got two for the Gators. What about it, Greasy? Slide on through. Tell us something good. You know what? I, I feel what y'all saying, but uh, we all knew last year that Kentucky team was very special. Uh, uh, Florida was just teetering along. Uh, went up there uh, to Kentucky, and uh, they took an L. This year, uh, the game is going to be in the swamp. Uh, this team plays at a different level down there in Gainesville. Uh, true, true. Uh, you know, they, they coming off a dub, uh, beat a good Utah team out of the uh, Pac-12. I really like Florida in this game. Um, you know, uh, last year they had the freshman quarterback. They were playing musical chairs with the QB. Uh, seemed as if they somewhat figured it out. Uh, defense looks a little bit better. Uh, I never, history, uh, maybe way before me, but uh, Kentucky's never had two successful campaigns. So I'm going to roll with the Gators on this one, uh, 28-17, down there in the swamp. I'll see. I, I, I can see where Greasy coming from on that one. I mean, it's a tough place to play. That swamp has traditionally been, like I said, it's, it's one of the hardest places to play in college college football definitely for sure juice man any insight well i think this is going to be probably one of the most <clears throat> competitive games um of the weekend um i think if i'm really honest i really think we've got two evenly matched teams um we've got a kentucky team that's they've got multiple nfl draft prospects on their defensive line they've got a quarterback that's continued to has continued to get better he threw he threw for over three thousand yards, um, and for and threw for thirty three touchdowns. He's also good at running the ball when when things break down. They got a great running game, and so, you know, Florida they they've got pretty much the same thing on their side. I think it's going to be close all the way through, but I, I'm gonna give the edge to Florida because they're at home. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a field goal difference. I'll say twenty seven. To 24, Florida. Okay. So we got, uh, we, I see we got every clean sweep. Clean, uh, <laughs> clean sweep around this piece. Everybody going with the University of Florida. Well, I just hope it's a good game. At the end of the day, I think this comp is too much. I think Kentucky's going to put up a little bit of fight, but I think the Gators end up taking that one on home. So we're going to slide right on into the NFL, we did give our predictions on the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams from SoFi. We gave those predictions last week. We got three NFL games we want to jump into. Um, we're going to talk about the Steelers and the Bengals. Mm. Bengals did make the Super Bowl last year. I just think they ran into some incompetent teams. Number one incompetent team they ran against was the Tennessee Titans. How did you sack the quarterback nine times and Trick the game off. I have no idea. And then Patrick Mahomes went Super Mario Kart in the second half of the AFC Championship and decided he wanted to run around the circles instead of advancing the ball down the field. And they didn't score a single point in the second half. And Cincinnati ended up in the Super Bowl. Offensive line was a big problem. I think they just caught lightning in the bottle, breaking down what the Steelers are doing on the other end. I don't think Trubisky is the answer at quarterback. I think Pickett will eventually end up starting. I like the defense. Got a section in the podcast. Just know his YouTube channel, Steelers Playmakers, Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt, Bush coming back. Offensive line a little bit better. Najee Harris, a hard runner, tough runner. I'm gonna go with Steelers on this one. I like what they're doing. I'm not I don't think Cincinnati makes it back to the playoffs. I just mm. see it. Too many holes on uh, 
Ben, but don't break defense. We know what happened to Eli Apple in the Super Bowl, but I'm really sold on the Steelers on this one. Steelers, yo, check this out. I, I was thinking about it, and, and I don't pick a team that went to the Super Bowl to go back to the Super Bowl. It's, it just doesn't happen too often. But here, here's something that's 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 man alarming. That they got Joe Smooth. They got Joe Mix. They got P. Ryan. They got Williams. Uh, Travion Williams is a, a former running back at Texas A&M, by the way. I know you like that one, Juice. Already. They got uh, they got Boyd, Chase, Higgins. I'm looking at a crap ton of offense from just with all those names, right? But we all know the offense isn't the problem. But Trey Hick- uh, Hendrickson, he had 14 sacks. 14 sacks. 14 yeah. sacks. Yeah, uh, you got now. Here's here's the problem. Sam Hubbard and BJ Hill. Sam Hubbard had seven and a half. BJ Hill had five and a half. I'm saying for me, if those two can pick up their production and, and Trey pick his up just a little bit more than what he did last season, that defensive line, that defensive front gonna be a beast. And that right there alone will help that. We, it, 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 I see them like I see the Jets. If you, I'm not again. I know we, I know we battle about about this, but Darrell Revis, he benefited a lot from that defensive front. When your defensive front can disrupt the quarterback's timing, that that helps everything, man. He get they getting that pressure back there. He need four seconds, and all he getting is two and a half. He got to throw this ball, so he's going to overthrow it. He's going to underthrow it. He's going to throw it to the wrong spot. So if they can fix that, if that defensive line, those two guys, Hubbard and, and, and Hawk Hill, if they, could, if they could come on with the come on, Cincinnati just might be all right. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati in this game, 28-21. I'm – I mean, with, with this football game, I mean, no one could actually go wrong. Uh, I state this at the beginning of every football season. Bad teams played their best game week one. Um, not saying that uh, Pittsburgh is a bad football team nor the Bengals, but you have to look at it at the fact as what Jones touched on with that defense. You got Watts, you got uh, Mika Fitzpatrick. The defense could get after it if they can hold it close. Um, since uh, excuse me. Pittsburgh had, uh, since the debut of the schedule coming out, to prepare for this game. So all those weapons you mentioned on Cincinnati, that's cute. Uh, but like I said, you had over a month to prepare for this. I don't expect nothing outrageous. Uh, there are some gaping question marks with the Steelers as far as the quarterback of uh, – Quarterbacking of uh, Mitch Trubisky, we know what that is. Even though we know Chicago, uh, that, that's just that's just a grease fire offensively. Uh, I think he's gonna learn a little bit more with the Steelers. Um, but then you have Pickett, a kid I love. Uh, they got right out the backyard from the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe he gets a shot later on in the season. Maybe he gets a shot in this game, depending on how Trubisky comes out. And, you know, once again, the O-line. And uh, we're going to see if the receivers can step up in this game. I really like Pittsburgh in this. Uh, and a close one, get off on a good fifth uh, for the season. I expect the Bengals to uh, digress this season. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. Uh, 17-16, Steelers. Mm. Keeping it tight, keeping it tight. Keeping it tight and keeping it funky. So it looks like we're falling all across the board. Everybody with everybody pretty much seems like they're on board with the Steelers. That makes sense. I, I haven't given my, my thoughts yet. Okay. So, I right. thought uh can yeah. pick the Bengals. I thought I thought the yeah. yeah, I haven't gone yet. <laughs> then we still need juice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Greasy. I pre- hey, Greasy. I appreciate you giving you know my boys some love, man. And I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical, man, because I looked at the you know 2021 regular season. The Bengals defeated my Steelers twice, week three and in week twelve. Week three, 
what I found alarming was how how the Steelers um, attacked their 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 offensive philosophy was was um, a question mark for me comparing it to how how the Bengals played their offense. I mean, Joe Burrow he was efficient. He he didn't have to throw the ball a lot. I mean, he only threw it. He went from 14 of 18 for 172 yards and three TDs with one pick. But on the other hand, on the other side, my boy Big Ben, he had to throw the ball 58 times. How many? 38. 38 of 58 for 318, one touchdown, two picks. With a 33 QBR, and he was sacked four times. The Steelers' run game was nowhere to be found. Najee Harris went 14, 14 carries for 40 yards. I mean, <laughs> come on, man. What, what, what are you going What are you going to do with that? What was the I final mean, score? Harris, that, what was the final score of that game, Juice? It was 20, uh, 24 to 10. 24 to 10. Yeah. Right. So I'm thinking, if you turn the ball over that many times, and you only beat a team 24 to 10, basically two touchdowns. But I, I let you finish. I let you finish. Yeah. I let you finish. Okay. But so anyway, I mean, the, really, the only thing Harris did, I mean, he he led the team in were receiving yards, hundred and two. But I really think that that can only get you so far. Like the other guys, the the Chase Claypools, the the uh, what's his name, uh, Washington. Guys like that got it. They have to to show up, and they they just they just didn't do enough. And I think the main issue on on the offense is the offensive line. They just they can't they couldn't pass protect and they couldn't run block. I mean, they couldn't do anything. And so, and then in week twelve it was even worse. I mean, they let Joe Mixon run for twenty twenty eight times, one hundred sixty five yards, and two TDs. I mean, um, so with all that being said, I think. In 2022, the Steelers, they have to fix the O-line. They've got to open up the offense. I don't care who the quarterback is. It can be Mitch, Trubisky, or the, or the rookie, uh, Pickett. they got to somewhat, somehow, someway open it up. And then on defense, linebackers Devin Bush and and the linebacker from Jacksonville, uh, Miles Jack, they, they've, got to, they've got to show up and, and make their presence known. Um, they will. And so – um, but like I said last week, they're already dealing with injuries. Um, Najee Harris has a has a foot uh, foot issue. T.J. Watt hurt his knee against uh, Detroit, and then Deontay Johnson's got a shoulder issue. And so, and the fact that they're going into uh, Bengals uh, Bengals Stadium, I just I just don't see them coming out a win. It's going to be low scoring, so I say it's going to be twenty three. 23-17-Bengals。Okay,okay。I'm going to check the fan, man. I'm not I'm not delusional like Cowboy fans. Right. Yeah. Good point, Juice. Right on. So we got three Steelers. We got three for the Steelers and one for the Bengals. No. Mark
Justin Jefferson, we know what he can do. Adam Thielen, he's a little long on the tooth. He's getting older, but that is a very, very, very good number two wide receiver. I'm taking the Vikings in this one. I think the Packers start off slow this year. I think they're trying to find some identity, and Rodgers out in God knows where taking psychedelic stuff to get ready for the season, and he doesn't want to be in Green Bay at the end of the day. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. I think you can call it arrogance, attitude, whatever, but some players have earned their tenure that they can kind of do what they want to do. I don't agree with how he lied about the whole COVID thing, but it's Aaron freaking Rodgers. So it's kind of like, yeah, Brett Favre, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. So at the end of the day, what are the Packers really doing up there in Wisconsin? How do you only get two Super Bowls out of those two quarterbacks? Aaron Rodgers kind of felt like, hey, if you're going to bring this guy in, if you're going to bring Joe Blow in, hey, at least running by me, I deserve that, you know? He don't want to be there. I think he's playing his way out. They drafted Jordan Love to really replace him. You know, he's feeling softly about that. Devontae burnt off. I'm taking the Vikings in this one. I think the Vikings, they might beat him up. They might beat him up physically. But just because it's the old Norris rivalry, I'm going to go Vikings 23. I'm going to go Packers 14 in this. And I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to find his footing with those new wide receivers. Green Bay defense is going to be better this year. David Bakhtiari is coming back at left tackle. He's been out the last couple of years. We're going to see how he holds up. Taking Vikings 23 14. They're going to start off the season with the dub over the pack. Mm. Vikings 21, Green Bay 14. And I, I might, I might, I might change it. I might make it 17, mm. 17, 21. And the only reason why I say that is because I just don't have faith in Kirk Cousins. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't have faith in uh, Kirk Cousins at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am, I'm still picking the Vikings to win the division. Uh, right, definitely like Jefferson. You know, I love Dalvin Cook. But uh, one thing I will, I will say is this: uh, we talked. I've been talking about defense, and I've been kind of focusing on uh, the defensive fronts right now in the NFL. And collectively, the defensive front wasn't that bad. I mean, they really weren't. They didn't have anybody that just jumped off the charts. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to mess his name up, but DJ, he had eight sacks, man. And that was it. That was their sack. He had eight sacks. And uh, Daniel Hunter had six. And then everybody else was kind of collectively chipped in here and there. Five, right. two, two and a half, three. So if you could get I'm, – I'm right now I'm going with defensive lines right now because the defensive line can control the entire game. That's it. If that quarterback don't have time to throw the ball or you don't even have time to – I mean, you there are no holes to run the ball in, what are you going to do? You don't have to have great cornerbacks if you got a great defensive front. So I'm taking Minnesota, man. I take Minnesota 21-17 final score. Two bites. Two bites. Then, hold on, I gotta add this too, man. Uh losing Adam definitely sucks for uh for Rodgers, man. I, what are you replacing him with? I mean well, well they Adam still they, they still have more. check this out. Adam was uh the uh, number one on that team. Uh, I mean, you still have Lazard, and you still have a host of other players uh, on there. Uh, but uh, I will say this: that's a bad man. And y'all didn't learn nothing last year. When every time y'all picked against the Packers, man, look, check this out. Uh, I don't have faith in the on with the Packers in the playoffs, uh, but in the regular season, besides that first game uh, when the Saints uh, smacked them in the mouth, I think Rodgers remembers that Minnesota. It's like something is missing. You just can't quite put your finger on it. I can see that because it's very serviceable. Serviceable. Everyone got excused me. Had a little dentist appointment today. Uh, also, uh, with Jefferson and Cook. Uh, yeah, that, that's there. But like I said, this is the first week. Hmm. Everybody had all this time to prepare. Aaron Rodgers is still considered top five QB in this league. I don't think he gets punched in the mouth this year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers literally owns the NFC North or uh, 
we have Innocent uh, Norris Division. Pretty mm. much owns it. And so, I, you know, I love Aaron Jones um, as a back, you know. Um, good. They did lose a piece on defense pass rusher uh, with Smith. They did lose that piece. But I, I think the Packers get this done. <coughs> I really feel as if they're going to get it done. Aaron, um, he's going to have a so-so game. Not going to say he's going to put up 400 yards. He'll probably put up uh, uh, somewhere between 250, somewhere around 250. Uh, Jones is going to put in 100. And when the smoke clears, I, I think it'll be uh, Green Bay 24, uh, Minnesota uh, 21. Okay, okay. He's jumping out there. He's going with the pack early up there in the metro, in the old metro dome, old Minneapolis, Metropolis, whatever you want to call it. He's taking the pack on the road. Hmm. <laughs> How about the juice, man? Well, after um, doing my research for the, you know, for these two, for these two teams, um, the Vikings. I well, what I found out was that I think. The Vikings had enough. They had had enough with Mike Zimmer's uh, coaching uh, philosophy, his old school de- de- defensive coaching style, and I I feel like that was probably the the ultimate problem with the team. Um, so they went and th- they went and hired a young coach, a young officer of mine, Kevin O'Connell, uh, who was the OC for the the Super Bowl champ uh, Rams, uh, uh, L.A. Rams. And he was also the, uh, was Kirk Cousins' QB uh, position coach in 2017. So they're some familiar, uh, they're familiar with each other. Um, They're also going to be doing some changes with how they run the ball. They're going to switch from a mid-zone running attack to a more power, uh, more, more power, and gap schemes. Um, and we know what Davin Cook can do. So I feel like, you know, he can, he can run in any kind of system. Um, we know about the offense. You know, Justin Jefferson, he's one of the best young wideouts today. Uh, Adam Thielen, he's still reliable. Um, the defense, y'all check this stat out. The defense is coming off back-to-back seasons of allowing 400 or more points. <laughs> That's the and that's the first time in 62 years. Did you hear um, that, game, Yep. And so, <laughs> so this season they're gonna go. They're gonna do away with Zimmer's four-three defensive scheme, and they're gonna they're gonna incorporate a three-four scheme. Oh. And so, um, so but they they're hoping that that they have the right you know personnel. They signed uh, former Green Bay Packer. Zadarius Smith, he's going to be lined up with uh, defensive end Daniil Hunter, and so they're hoping that you know he can add some 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 uh, some pressure on quarterbacks. Right, right. And so I'm gonna go ahead and be quick on Green Bay. Um, I don't like this team, um, and it's mainly because of their diva, selfish, arrogant, and conspiracy theorist quarterback. Get your heart st- out of it. I cannot like stand I Aaron. TV, I cannot stand Aaron. I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers, man. Dang. He may be able to throw a nice ball. I mean, he's great at that. My problem with him is his 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 personality, how he treats his teammates. No matter no matter the situation, he never takes accountability for for his actions or his play. He's always throwing his teammates under the bus. His Come on, Drew. And I always Come wonder why. Hey, check this out, though. I always wonder why former receiver and Super Bowl champion receiver Greg Jennings left the team. You know why he left? Because Rodgers didn't support him when he was trying to get a new contract. I wish they won a Super and they won a Super and they won a Super Bowl together. I'm like, I mean, come on. Like, how can you not support your main guy? But I digress. So for this game, for this game specifically, I'm rooting for the Vikings to take down Green Bay. I hope Daniel Hunter and company get to Aaron Rodgers early and often, at least four sacks, mm. and force and force him into a few turnovers and make him frustrated. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook will have 125 yards rushing, 
and a TD. <laughs> Vikings win. 27-23. Somebody mute his mic because he got his heart all in it. Mute his mic. He got, he got, you want you, you wanted got, me to come with some passion, not come in with some passion. I want, I, you can't I want, pick a score based on because you don't. You know how many NFL players and teams I do not like? Hold on, wait, wait. He don't like that man personally. Like you put them hands on him if he's seen his Hey, hey, just like last year, B- Doc, you said you didn't like Cooper Cup. Yeah, he did. And he said he couldn't stand Cooper Cup. Hold on, Juice. But uh, from my understanding, you picked the Packers to beat the 49ers. You, you we, and what are you talking about last year? Last year in the playoffs, you picked the pack. Only well, me and King Dre picked them 49. Yep, well, we the only ones picked the 49ers, but well, I rolled 49 hey, all the way through. Everybody it, else picked the Packers. TB was in his feelings. About well, it's a the, hey, well, it's a new year, it's 2022. Well, okay. said, damn, all that. Hey, hey well, Doc, you know what time it is, man. Oh, yeah, you already know what time I don't even is. know why we sitting there even procrastinating the realism of what's coming up. Man, you know what time it is. Sunday night game. Going down, going down in Jerry's world, this is a replay and a rematch of week one last year, Thursday night game. Tampa Bay versus Dallas. I mean, at the end of the day, Dallas is Dallas. They're going to get the... They're going to get the ratings, they're going to get the views, they're going to get the clicks because it's America's team. And this game here is all about ratings. Tom Brady coming back, um, 45 years old. It just seems like he keeps changing the narrative on what the quarterbacks of the future will have to do to even get on the same stratosphere as him as far as being the best at that position, maybe the best football player ever. So it's just – it is what it is, but as far as the game, the actual game itself, as I spoke on earlier in the NFC preview show, I like Dallas to win the NFC East. I think Dallas is also a team that is transitioning. The best team on Dallas is Michael Parsons. Point blank period. Yeah, City Land is a game changer. He's nice, Dak. You got a forty million dollar quarterback. You got Zeke, a former shell of himself. You got Trayvon Diggs. He's a gambler. He's feast the family. He's going to pick six it or he's going to give up 90 yards. This team goes as far as the defense goes, and the leader of the defense is Michael Parsons. He is undoubtedly, unequivocally, without peer, the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, with that being said, Tampa Bay has offensive line problems. They're trying to figure it out, but they're loaded. Chris Godwin, we don't know if he's playing, but they got Mike Evans. They got Julio. They got Bray. Bray's no Brock, but Bray can get down the field. Leonard Fournette, we're going to see. They said he came in the camp almost 290, 280-something off from there. So we're going to see what they, you know, what's going down. I like Tampa Bay's defense. I don't like Dallas's offense. I don't like their offensive line. I don't like Zeke. I like Pollard. I like Lamb. I think Tampa's got enough defense to keep it close. I'm going to go Dallas in this one, though, just because of the fact that they're at home. Tampa Bay is kind of struggling on the offensive side of the ball, and I think this is the year Michael Parsons shows that he is the defensive MVP. Yeah. I'm looking at Michael Parsons with Lawrence Taylor, 86-type yeah. sack and NFL defensive yeah. player of the year numbers. I think he gets after Tom Brady's ass, folks. Hey, I'm on that hold, on, hold on, Mike, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Three and a half sacks, and the Cowboys win 19 to 14. Uh, Hey. And, and Doc, Doc, Hello. I'm getting your paperwork ready. Uh, you're gonna uh, go in for a random in the morning. <laughs> hey, you, you ready for this, Doc? Go ahead. The last time we saw the Cowboys play at home, can you just remind me of what happened? The 49 ran all up and down the field, oh, but okay. there is the difference. No, I know what you're saying. I want you to give me an answer so I can move on. I'm move on real quick because you 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 said all the highlights that I was gonna say, so it's cool. We got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones and all these people got over. Well, Julio didn't get over a thousand yards, but the other two did. And the average uh, Mike fourteen yards a catch, and Chris eleven yards a catch. But here's what I was gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say that's probably gonna be totally different. This game ain't Dallas versus Tampa Bay. This game is Dallas versus Dallas. 
Mm-hmm. Dallas has to go in this game and not beat themselves. That's it. Period. That's, That's the only way they can win. But right now, here's what I'm going to highlight. They have a new left tackle. Single-handedly one of the most important uh, players on the field for a quarterback. Your left tackle. Say that again for the people in the back, uh, King. He has a – Dak Prescott has a brand-new left tackle. Hmm. And yeah, you're right. You you I've been saying this all along about uh Diggs. He's a gambler. Yeah. He's a gambler. Clickety clack, he's gonna roll them dice. And just like you said, either he's gonna come up good or he's gonna come up. It's never in between. Right. Either he he's he gonna make a play or he's gonna get played on. Period. Uh, you know, Parsons super talent on the defense, but guess what? Parsons can't do it by himself, man. He cannot. He ain't listen as, as much as you sold on him. He ain't no damn Lawrence Taylor. Whoa, 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 whoa! He hold ain't on, no damn. Yeah. Hold on, hold Amen. 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 Ain't yeah. no damn Lawrence Taylor. Amen. Hold on, hold on. Preach. What you say? He ain't Preach. no damn Lawrence Taylor. Period. And, yeah. and hold on, I, I'm gonna finish in just a second. I'm, this is how I'm gonna finish this. You tell me who the number one wide receiver is for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, right now, CD Lamb. Hold on. Is he a number one receiver? Is he a number one receiver? <laughs> no, I don't think he's a number one receiver. Okay, then. So my yeah. point is, Dak don't even have a damn number one receiver to throw the ball to. Well, by default, they're going to drop. Did, they're gonna how many draw. drops? did? If I'm not mistaken, y'all, correct me, please. Wasn't CD Lamb in the top five in drops? That and, and that's your number one receiver. Get the Boy, hell out catch of here. a cold. By default, they, by default, the scheme alone, he's going to get the most targets. So by default, that makes him a number one receiver. I get what you're saying. Is he a number one receiver? Right. I think he's hell a John, no. I think he's a John Taylor to a Jerry Rice. As a matter of fact, when he first got drafted, I told Greasy, "Hey, this kid looks like John Taylor or John Starworth. Complimentary number twos." Two number one wide receivers, but when Rice it looks is like peerless price to me. But when uh, Rice, but when Rice is out, John Taylor by default got the short the short slants and was taking him 80, 90 yards. And when Swanee was hurt, they went to Star Wars. So by default, he's gonna get the most of the players drawn up. I think he can fill in to right now. And then when Gallagher gets back, he can move him around and do whatever. But hold on, let's revisit this Michael Parsons thing. Write this down, jot this down, mark this down. He's going to be the defensive MVP. And, Not happening. And, Not he, happening. and he alone is the most versatile electric linebacker that I have seen coming straight out of college. I think and there's a guy on the, uh, on the other since, team that has a lot to say about that. Since Khalil Mack. Oh, and remember, and remember, Khalil Mack with the Raiders was a All-Pro at defensive end and outside linebacker. Michael Parsons. That's true, that. but what a lot Michael of Parsons has that. Michael Parsons has that type of talent. Yes, you can move him around. You can run. You can play him at defensive tackle in the in the NASCAR scheme. You can play him at outside linebacker. You can play him at inside linebacker, which is why I said if you watch the Michael Parsons film breakdown, I would take him over Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's either going to be on the inside or the outside. Michael Parsons, you don't know where he's coming from. Give him the Swiss Army knife. I'm sold on Parsons. I think this year he's defensive MVP, and I think this year the kid gets close to 15, 17 sacks. And I think he's going to get three of them on Brady Sunday night. Tampa Bay 21, Dallas 20. What about it, Greasy? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna start off with the Bucks. Uh, when we talk about the best defenses in the NFL coming into this season, last season for that, it's always the Rams, the Bills, and the Buccaneers. Great linebacking core. Uh, now with this new head coach who's defensive minded, they are only getting better. Uh, let Tom Brady call his plays do his thing. Um, he has a lot of toys out there. I don't care if Fournette showed up at three, 305 camp. Everything is going to be all right. 
Now, the situation with the Cowboys, I hear the Michael Parsons, no, he's not LT, never will be an LT. Won't win defensive player of the year. But what I will say is I've seen this story before offensively. Uh, when you have an unproven receiver, I'm going to take you back to the Buffalo Bills. Peerless Price thought he going to get <coughs> he, he was that guy. He rolled out to Atlanta and did absolutely nothing. It's a reason why CeeDee Lamb was open, made the big plays. Why? Because Gallup took that pressure off, and, of course, Amari Cooper took that pressure off. So now that's gone. That's completely gone. I don't see this offense being explosive at all. Zeke, ever since Zeke got that check, it is what it is out there. Um, maybe they need to bring Jason Witten back on the tight end because I've seen Zach fall back when, when Witten left. And I, I think that, you know, Zach's already not that accurate. Um, you know, he makes terrible passes throwing at the feet. This, woo, and that Dallas defense is it, just not going to hold. Uh, I, I'm a long boy with King Dre. Uh, Michael doesn't uh, play all 11 positions on defense. Can he affect the game? Yes, maybe. But this is Tom Brady. And on the lines of Juice, yes. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but at the end of the day, I'm going to respect him and I'm going to keep my heart out of it. I'm going to go with the Bucks, uh, 27, Cowboys 13. Rack. <laughs> Come on, Juice, man. What you got? All right. <clears throat> I'm going to keep my heart. I'm going to keep my heart out of this one. Um, and I'm going to try to be brief. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, with Tampa Bay, I still think, you know, despite Tom Brady's advanced age, you know, he's seen every defensive coverage, you know, known to man. Um, uh, I think they they do have some offensive line issues. Um, but I think that I think they're pretty straight in everywhere else. I mean, he's he's got plenty of weapons to go th go to Mike Evans. You got a uh, an aging Julio Jones that's you know he's he's kind of been injured last couple of years, but I still think he can do some damage. Um, Leonard Fournette he he's still a beast to me. Um, and as far as Dallas's defense, I mean the only person I would be worried about would be Parsons, but he's like like Dre said he's just one guy. Um, no, nobody else on that Dallas defense scares me. If if I'm Tom Brady, um, not even Demarcus Lawrence. Man, Demarcus Lawrence is like he comes and he goes. Like he's not. He can he can he disappears in games, a lot of games. Um, so no, I'm not I'm I'm not worried about Demarcus Lawrence. He it seems like he plays when he wants to play. Um, that's 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 just what what I see with my own eyes. Um, and nobody, I mean, yeah, Diggs had a great year, but um, I, I don't see him having an, another, where well, he had like 11 picks last year, right? Um, I, I don't see that happening again. And there's nobody else in that secondary that, that I'm afraid of. So um, I, I, I think it'll be close, um, but I, I'm giving Tampa Bay the edge because um, Dallas, Dallas is limited in offense. I mean, Dak, he's he's kind of – I think he's a middle-of-a-row quarterback. He's not elite. Um, CeeDee Lamb, he's not a number one receiver. I would say he's a number two, maybe a number three. Um, Michael Gallup stays hurt. They just they just don't have enough weapons on offense. It's so, trash, bro. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Tampa Bay um, takes care of business. Um, I'm going to say – Tampa Bay, 28, Dallas, 17. All right. Put some respect on that man's name, King. All right. We got, no NFL players trash. We got 28-17. So, so what did it look like? We got two Tampa, two Dallas. Yep. Two we Tampa. got three Tampa, one. No, we got three Tampa, one Dallas. 
Are you going Tampa King, Drake? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay, hey, look, you would have to wake up early in the morning <laughs> and cook King a half a chicken a day before he picked them. All right, so I'll be I'll, I'll stand out on this one. I'm sold on Michael Parsons. Y'all gonna see? He's gonna make a believer out of y'all real soon. And one he man, hey, he ain't no damn Lawrence Taylor. I don't care what you say. Hey, and one man can make a difference. We're gonna make a believer out of you, Doc. That that he is not that dude. <laughs> He is that dude. You would have found out. He didn't know what he was doing last year, and he had 14 and a half. What is it, 14 sacks? He didn't know where he was going. He didn't study no film. He was see, Doc, I wish Michael Parsons was with another team. But see, Doc, the sophomore season is always the most difficult. It is going to always be the sophomore. Because the tape is out on. The tape is out on. You're right. You're right. But I will say this. If Dallas just try to play him in one position, then that's like what all players. Eventually, you know, You'll get schemed out and they'll find a way to block you. I think if they move him around, the more effective, the more effective Parsons becomes, which is why I'm sold on it. But that's going to wrap it up. We're going to get on up out here, fellas. It's been a blast. This is the Just No Sports Show. Again, check us out every Friday night. It's 8 p.m. Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And we'll be back next week with more NFL and college football action. Y'all be easy. We'll holler.